At Fisheries Innovation Scotland, we bring fishermen and other experts along the, the seafood supply chain together to champion innovation, really to, to, to taste new things, try new ways of doing things. Rather than looking at selectivity where you release bycatch, you actually look at spatial measures where you can avoid catching them in the first place. Fishermen and getting fishermen involved right from the start and that's one of the things that we've really tried to do and really tried to emphasise. You know, there's no point, and we've seen lots of examples of people developing these bits of software, putting them out there, and then, you know, kind of fails at the first hurdle. And, you know, we've, we've certainly felt all along that you really need to bring the fishermen along with you. It needs to be something that's useful to fishermen as well. Welcome to episode 18 of Fathom. We are now releasing episodes bi-weekly, which will go out every other Wednesday. So giving you, the listener, a little bit more time to digest each episode. We have received some really helpful feedback from many parts of the supply chain in recent weeks. And this has really helped us shape up our future episodes. And we certainly appreciate this interaction. So please do get in contact via our usual social media ways or via the CFPO office. We'll be sure to make sure we take in any future episode suggestions whether that's a certain project, a person you would like us to invite on, or just a question you'd like us to investigate as part of the episode. This last few months has been a real whirlwind, but we are now starting to see some ideas, some themes and collaborations emerge that we want to share with you. So we're starting a lap around the UK to connect with some new guests and projects in order to share best practice and see where we can learn from one another, looking at both COVID-related responses as well as other emerging initiatives that can help take the industry forward. This led us into a really interesting discussion with Fisheries Innovation Scotland, who we are welcoming on to Fathom for a couple of episodes over the coming weeks. This is a unique public-private collaboration between seafood experts, government and scientists to champion innovation in the Scottish fishing industry. So myself and Paul shared the Zoom mic with FIS Executive Director, Cara Brideson, and one of their technical advisors, Dr. Paul MacDonald, to gain an insight into who Fisheries Innovation Scotland are, what is their interpretation of innovation in fishing? And we also take a detailed look on a project they have developed, focusing on a real-time catch reporting app to avoid unwanted catches, which certainly seems to be making a success with all involved. So let's get into this week's episode. Over to myself, co-host Paul Trebilcock, and Cara and Paul from Fisheries Innovation Scotland. Welcome to Fathom, episode 18, to um, our friends up north, Cara um, and Paul from Fish Innovation Scotland, FIF, an initiative with a broad industry uh, base, feeding into it and supporting it. So we thought we'd get out there, find out what they're doing that's new and innovative, find out what they are, what they're about. So as always, let's get straight into it. Afternoon, Cara. I'm just going to hand over to you and maybe... Just to, just to get things going, if you just, in your words, tell us what um, Fish Innovation Scotland is, um, where it came from and what its aims are. At Fisheries Innovation Scotland, um, we bring fishermen and other experts along the, the seafood supply chain together to champion innovation, really to, to, to test new things, try new ways of doing things in the hope of making our fisheries more prosperous and sustainable. 
We've got Scottish Fishermen's Federation, the Scottish Government, St. Louis and Marks and Spencers, Seafish uh, and Young Seafood. Now, they're our board and our funders, but the important thing is that the ideas and the advice come from across the, the industry and across the supply chain. And importantly, including the fishermen that not only help us build the projects, but also to, to, to design and to test our ideas. Um, and examples of the projects that we've had in the past, looking at how to best use industry self-sampling to try and improve that trust in, in fishery science, um, looking at climate change and how that might impact on your catches or, or your business. Um, trialing new kinds of gear, that's been a really interesting one. Um, ways to build capacity within our fishing communities, you know, investing in people. We've got some fantastic travel and, and study bursary that we've had in the past, uh, really interesting things. So since we've been around, we've got two million pounds worth uh, invested into these kind of projects. But I think it's important to say what makes us different is that we don't just receive ideas in from other people and, and you know, fund other people's ideas. What we do is we talk to people within our industry and we, we say to them, what are the questions that we need to ask our, ourselves? Sometimes they can be difficult questions, but what are the things we need to ask about that could make us more prosperous? So, you know, how can we make something happen? Or are we doing this the right way? Or um, how would that work if we did it a bit differently or we, we started talking about it a bit differently? And really, it's about going to be about improving the way we fish, yes, but also how we manage our fisheries, supply chains, how we sell to people, all the different things. And I think the, the point that I feel is quite important just now is that we are at Fisheries Innovation Scotland. We're truly kind of pre-competitive in that we know that, that, that innovation is about risk. It's inherently risky. And for a lot of people, you know, now is not the time to be going into anything risky. Goodness knows things are un uncertain enough for us all just now. So at Fizz, it's a way of sort of sharing that, that risk um, and together try things in, in a way that's, that's, um, that's good for us. Um, and that's the main point really is everything we do is about trying to deliver practical change. Now, things that are helpful, not just sort of nice contributions to the debate, but really practical things. And that means that the people who are affected by that or are going to be beneficiaries of that change, they need to be built in to the project at the very beginning. Because innovation, any kind of technical solutions or change, none of that matters if, if people aren't going to you know, embrace it or use it or try and adopt it. So that's what we do. And for innovation, for us, it's, as I say, it's, it's not just about bits of kit. Um, innovation can be quite a, a scary word. And often people say, what do you mean? But it's really about doing things better, talking about things in different ways, sharing information. I know one of your previous guests on the podcast talked about the importance of, of sharing information and communicating better at the minute. And I absolutely agree uh, that that's critical right now. That insight there, Cara, and, and the thought process behind um, 
uh, Fizz is, is really, really useful and, and, and chimes a lot with, I think, where we come from in either the CFPO or Seafood Cornwall or, or things like that we've got going down in, down in Cornwall. You, you strike upon one of the, the key and I think most fundamental principles we work by is that having genuine active people from the supply chain addressing issues, problems, challenges that are actually real rather than theoretical. Because I think sometimes there are organisations which may come at it from um, nice to do, desirable to understand, um, follow the money trail, some maybe opportunistic consultants and stuff like that. But but where where this sounds to me to be, you know, very much charming where, where guys on the key here would see it is it comes from people in supply chain to address practical and real problems to make things better, not just do it for the sake of doing it. So um, sounds really good. Um, and uh, that genuine industry um, buy-in, it sounds like you've got that in spades across quite a broad slice of the supply chain with, you know, with, with um, captures, processors, managers, right through to governments and, and policy people. So um, that sounds like exciting stuff, eh, Rami? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I think from when we picked up a, a chat previously, Cara, it was really interesting to get a bit more detail out of some of the projects that you were working on. And I think, obviously, we got Paul with us today. So maybe it's a good opportunity just to delve in, just to, just to help the listener understand FIS's understanding and application of innovation and how it actually looks, what it looks like in reality with a practical project. So I know uh, Paul was going to give us a bit of an update on the work with the, the CATCH reporting app that you've developed and designed there in, in conjunction with Aberdeen University, I believe. Yeah, so we've um, we've been working on this maybe for the last uh, six months. Uh, in fact, it's getting closer to maybe about a year now, uh, and it actually came on the back of a of a fizz project that was undertaken a year or two ago that was looking at real time reporting in the fisheries in the western US, and how real time reporting could be used uh, to avoid bycatch species. And it was a really interesting piece of work that was undertaken um, within FIS. Um, and obviously, with the discard ban coming in in the last year or two, we've started to see real issues in Scottish fisheries um, with discards, choke species and so on, especially mixed fisheries. And we had a situation on the west coast of Scotland where, um, you know, there was a real potential for the west of Scotland mixed fishery to be closed because of the choking effect of cod and whiting, because the IC's advice for those two species was for zero catch. That left everything in a very awkward position within a mixed fishery. And ultimately what happened is we ended up getting a bycatch tack for the west of Scotland for cod and whiting. But that was only that was only to be given on condition that there were measures put in place to try and reduce catches of cod and whiting. So things like selectivity, spatial measures, and so on and so forth. And in the instance of the West Scotland mixed fishery, there's been a lot of selectivity work done. And unfortunately, there's still an issue there, I guess, with cod and whiting bycatch. So spatial measures were something that maybe weren't necessarily looked at to the same degree. So this, I think, provided us a really good opportunity to look at spatial measures, to look at ways that rather than looking at selectivity where you release bycatch, 
you actually look at spatial measures where you can avoid catching them in the first place. So that led to the development of the current project that we're undertaking, which is the development of an app that allows fishermen to record their catches of these species. Um, and when the catches of those species go above a certain level, that then sends out an alert in real time to other fishermen fishing in that area. And it gives them the information about those catches and allows them then to stay away from those areas. Thanks for that, Paul. That's that's really fascinating. And I think it's really useful just to give a bit of insight to the types of projects that are coming out of, uh, of this. And that that's a classic example, I think, and something hopefully... What we're really keen to obviously share best practice around other parts of the UK with this. So I'm sure that sort of work must be applicable, Paul. I don't know, in terms of the Southwest, is that something that would translate well down here? I know uh, catch recording apps, certainly from the MMO's perspective and, and that side of things, has been a bit of a challenge to get the industry to adopt to. But sounding like what's happening here, this is an industry owned and industry led initiative. Is that the way to go and get, get the buy-in and start? Yeah, I think Paul's just brought the whole concept and principle of, of FIS to life there about, about something that's practical and useful for fishermen, for active skippers. Um, there's, there's regulation which can be um, challenging and frustrating at times, and this is an attempt to, to try and address that. Challenge a lot of the common interest of maybe ways we can do this. I mean, I think if if I'm being honest, you, you use the term um, sharing best practice, which I think is the right term. But almost with my PO hat on, I suddenly think hmm, maybe it's about stealing good ideas and, and where somebody's got to a stage where things are working. I mean, there's a kind of analogous situation with our um, spur dog thing down here, which we're doing through uh, reporting in and real time messaging going out. But um, it's almost taking that to another level or. or evolving it further into the catch-up so I mean already for me you know sharing best practice um, and hearing that um, again ticks all the boxes for us about industry involvement practical application um, meeting challenges whether it be regulatory or market-based so what an excellent example of bringing to life what FIS actually does on the ground so yeah definitely a, a cracker. And can I just add to that, obviously, Paul's from the Scottish Fishermen's Organisation. He sits on the, the FIS uh, Technical Advisory Committee. But this really is a partnership because it's a joint project between Fisheries Innovation Scotland, SFO, other POs in Scotland and Seafish. And I think it just underlines that there's no one else that can do this kind of thing for us, that there's there's no they. We had to get together and think about, well, what can we pilot to trial? Now, we, we don't know how things will pan out. It is a pilot, um, but we have come together to trial something that you know, is, is quite difficult, the idea of sharing information and, and talking to each other in different ways. So, as I say, these things only work if, if people participate and make use of it, but the fact that we've come together to do it is innovative. Self. That's it, Carl. You raised that point, and it's a good point in the fact that it, it can only work if people are bought into it, and there's an element of trust there that people can say, Do you know what? This information for me as an individual fisherman is, I think, quite precious, quite commercially sensitive. I'm not sure I want to share it. But through something like this, you can actually say, Do you know what? This is to meet a bigger challenge. And actually, it's not about giving away my all my information. It's about meeting my regulatory requirements and keeping my business and others viable. So to do that does require trust. So you must be doing something right with, with this project and, and others. And, and, and that's, you know, that 
ultimately, I think is 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 what the Fathom podcast is about. Is is now we're out and about is shining a light in the first instance on good practice, and then sharing that, and hopefully others being able to use it and not not just steal it or copy it, but make it applicable to their fishery, to their challenge, and that way. You know, that's what sharing best practice means. And people don't have to be particularly guarded about things because the idea of these is actually as an industry to, to meet these challenges, make them work for your fishery, your circumstance. Yeah. And, you know, I think for us, one of the things that has been key and, you know, you've spoken about it here is uh, fishermen and getting fishermen involved right from the start. And that's one of the things that we've really tried to do and really tried to emphasize. You know, there's no point, and we've seen lots of examples of people developing these bits of software, putting them out there, and then, you know, kind of fails at the first hurdle. And, you know, we've we've certainly felt all along that you really need to bring the fishermen along with you. It needs to be something that's useful to fishermen as well. So one of the things that we've made sure that we've done as we've gone through this process is have regular meetings with fishermen to get their ideas on how it's developing, to ask them what things they would find useful in the app as well, and then start to build it around that rather than building a product and then kind of rolling it out there um, and you then have a product that could potentially not be any use to anybody. So if you take the time to get that feedback, you can then build something that's actually of use and of value to the ones that are going to be using it. I think I think there are some here in Cornwall, in Newlyn particularly, who would not only agree with what you just said there, Paul, but would have actually be saying perhaps the NMO should have spoke to you to learn some lessons before they rolled out the catch app, which we are currently struggling with with some of the inshore fleet down down in England. But um, but you know, but I think what you did describe there is perhaps a lesson, something to be learned by the MMO, by fishermen in the inshore fleet in England to further develop the catch app to make it something usable not only for data collection for the MMO or for enforcement purposes for the MMO but for benefit for the fishermen themselves in terms of fisheries management but that can only work when the app is functioning and is workable for all those involved so I'm, I'm sure again there's, there's, there's lessons and, and best practice to be shared there and with my PO hat on I think I might have to catch up with you uh, after, after this and, um, and learn, learn a bit more about this app. But thanks for that. Today, in this conversation, we've pulled out your catch-up um, development as an example of some of the good work or the, the working uh, practice of FIS. Um, but I know it's not the only uh, example. Perhaps today isn't necessarily the day to go through it. But, but what I would say is that, that even in this short conversation, it's clear that uh, FIS is a, an inclusive, stakeholder-driven, um, or uh, as I call them, fishermen and fish buyers and fish sellers and managers, but, but driven by the people who it will affect and therefore have an insight and incentive to develop something meaningful, useful and effective. So um, that's on one project. And I think the, from what Cara was saying at the outset, you know, it's clear that's the philosophy of FIS. So, so that's absolutely brilliant. And, and one thing I will just stick in right now is I would like you to come back and maybe maybe even next week we can have a sort of take the conversation on or maybe in a few weeks' time, but maybe we'll have a, a dive into one or two of the other live projects and, and anything else that, that, that you guys want to share and, and get out there as best practice because I'm, I'm very sure that people listening will want to hear more and learn more from that best practice. 
before before we do go anywhere or, or anything, I did was going to go back and just pick up on something. And, and I know with Cara, you did mention the word innovation, and maybe just just go back over it again. And you know, innovation, what does that mean to you, Cara? Innovation isn't always what's sort of new and shiny, and I think that's where sometimes people get get scared. And it's not always about hit; it's about what's new to to us and in our in our context. It's about thinking differently. We want to learn more from from other places, yes, uh, but also from other businesses. It's been interesting when you talk to other innovation communities, whether it's about you know aquaculture or completely different things like biotechnology, that they don't really understand what we are as as fishers um, or as fishing communities. They they don't think of us as businesses, and I often have to say to remind people that. That, that in fishing is actually thousands of businesses coming together. So yes, they're competitors, but they're also colleagues and they're also communities. So I would I would hate for you to get the impression that lots of things are easy for us because often people are scared to get involved in innovation because they're they're worried that they're either going to be held to account or there's going to be unintended consequences that their community could maybe blame them for or for a change that, that doesn't suit. And I've just mentioned one project that we were really excited about uh, recently. We, knowing that innovation needs sort of good faith and a culture of innovation for it to prosper, with Fishmongers Hall, we asked uh, Kate Radowski from the Orkney Sustainable Fisheries to attend a course at the Harvard um, Business School about the culture of innovation and building it within businesses. And that was just really exciting in itself. I mean, the course has had every different kind of person from different businesses from around the world. They'd never had a Scottish or a UK fisherman, um, somebody in the UK fishing industry before. And, And what she brought home was really interesting. I think within... The industry, I think we feel that we're quite argumentative and mouthy as it is, but actually she came back with this idea of creative abrasion, um, which is, you know, are we really asking ourselves the right questions? Are we, are we tough enough on ourselves about whether we do things in the right way? She also taught us about making sure we got, I mean, as we always talk about, are the right people around the table and about hearing those voices that you don't often hear because sometimes the quiet folk have great ideas, but we don't always hear of them. Um, so that was fantastic for us to think about. And, and really, you know, sometimes it's about looking at ourselves with, with fresh eyes and thinking, well, why, why do we keep doing that thing? Why do we keep having the same conversations? And often the responses are, you know, political or it disrupts supply chain. There's really good reasons why you can't innovate. But at least, at least we have to ask ourselves the question: Why we're not doing something the best possible way? Absolutely agree, one hundred percent. I think with what you just said there, Cara, and you articulated it in a way um, that I, I'm quite envious of because I, I, I genuinely agree with what you just said there. You know, sometimes as, a, as an industry, we're not we're not great at innovation, and a lot of it is for genuine good reason, or people think it's genuine good reason, but that's not a reason not to do it. And it is a reason for organisations like FIS, um, as you've described it, to exist and to 
create the space or the room or the area to have those conversations to be able to innovate. So, yep, to today's episode, Raddy, I have been schooled by someone from Scotland and I never thought I'd be wanting to say that publicly, <laughs> but Cara's done it. Well done. <laughs> but um, no, really good. Really, really. And as I say, you know, I think today's been a real good insight into or, or a good introduction into um, fisheries innovation Scotland. Um, and the driving force behind it. And perhaps we come back again in a couple of weeks' time, either A, for me to learn some more and be um, be impressed, or B, to find out a bit broad, bit more broader about um, what, um, what, what's going on up in Scotland, what's good, some of the other projects they're involved in, and, and where they see the future going. So hopefully it'll be a bit of both. But thanks very much, Cara. Thanks very much, Paul. That was um, really good, I think. has been brought to you by the Cornish Fish Producers Organisation with support from the European Maritime and Fisheries Fund and Seafarers UK.